My name is John, and my name is John, and we ain't turning right all podcast long. Whoa, we're going left and straight. Whoa, the podcast is great. Whoa, cruising around LA, picking up friends on the way. Hey, hey, hey. Well, John is my friend, and now you are my friend, and we're doing it up, and then we do it all again. Whoa. Two Johns don't make a right. You get up front here. Wow. Hi, Max. And, nice uh, to see you, John. Thanks for doing this. Oh, my God. Thanks for having me the in the park van. This yes. is so exciting. It is an exciting thing, isn't it? Yeah. I love the podcast so much. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Should we start? We've Ladies made and lot. gentlemen, we're turning left on Figueroa in... Gorgeous blank blank Los Angeles because we're not going to dox our guest here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the podcast called, and you love it, Two Johns Don't Make a Right. I'm John D. John S. And people, guys, people are calling us the David Letterman and Jay Leno of podcasting. Only we're not vying for a late night slot. We are we are charting a course through Los Angeles making lefts a lot <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this guy is a great writer for shows like Big Mouth killing it he's a hilarious stand up go see him live um, I've known him for a while here 15 years something like that At we were least. in New York together He's fucking hilarious, and he is a great guy, too. Here we are with Two Johns episode now. It's the new episode, and it's Max Silvestri, and everybody... Yeah, I'm so excited to be in the van, and to be... And you know what? I'm less excited to be described as a great guy. Like, I kind of wish... Right. ...that it was like, this guy... The real piece lo- of shit. ...lot to handle, kind of a dirtbag, but so talented. He's so it's good worth that it. you have to do it. <laughs> He's so good that it's worth it. You you put it... You compartmentalize all the shit you've heard about him. Yeah, Tolerate yeah. the abuse. <laughs> you just kind of have to wait and, and sit it out while he abuses underlings. <laughs> but he is so good. Get my salad right. I don't yeah. know. I yeah. work hard. Why don't you work hard? Get, Get my, my salad, salad or what? I shouldn't throw it at you? <laughs> Should I not throw this at you? I'm so excited to be in the, the famous fart van that also I was had talked about from a distance before I knew it was yours, John asked. This oh, so really? Exciting. Because of Disney? Yes. Yeah. Because Max has a incredible license plate as well. It's fart way van. better. It might be... I don't it, know. It's not better. It rivals that. Fart Van. <laughs> tell us about your license plate, Max. So, um, right before the pandemic, I'll tell the story of the license plate. I'm Please. thinking. So, right before the pandemic, this is February 2020. I was with some coworkers talking about, would you ever get a vanity plate? We were brainstorming some. I <laughs> drunk that night applied on the California DMV website. Yes. Um, and I, what I applied for. Well, I'll tell the story of why I forgot about it. I just did this little application. I didn't think I was going to get it. Right. It was like, oh, I maybe will have to pay $25 if I get it. But I don't hear anything. The pandemic hits. Uh, we're all reeling from working at home and watching, um, you know, people on the news lie about the virus, etc. Um, yeah. But I get a little 
like typed note card in the mail, like late June, 2020 from the California DMV. It's like a postcard and it's hand typed and it says, we're sorry, what, there's a delay because of the situation in the, with the virus and the wildfires, that there's a delay in the prison system with making your, your license plate. And oh, so because the, they're making the prisoners into smoke jumpers. It's smoke jumpers yeah. as they're dying from COVID. I didn't even really realize <laughs> that license plates were made in prisons. And this was like George Floyd riots, wildfires, COVID prison right. labor. And it's like your stupid license plate. <laughs> Is we're trying it's to get a priority. We're bodies so on the ground. Sorry about this. We're so sorry. <laughs> we're making makeshift morgues over here. Uh, sorry about your license plate, your ironic license plate. <laughs> so, so what I had, and I was trying to then cancel it because I was like, I don't actually need this. This was a joke I didn't expect to get yeah. in the best of times. And there was, <laughs> and there was like no way to contact or go to the DMV. It's like uh, unless you had an appointment for like an emergency, like renewal of your commercial license, right? You couldn't go to the DMV. You called the phone number, and it was like wait time eight days, like no yeah. messages, no way to tell them. And what all this was for is T U M C R U Z. So I, my license plate is Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. It's like somebody. Like an idiot messed up Tom Cruise and and like it's on a very a quite might may I say quite nice car and it just is so funny. Well it was funnier. On the car that you have, period, and the fact that it's like an idiot misspelled Tom Cruise. When I it's when so I first great. got it I had a Mazda three <laughs> that I didn't take good care of. So like and people would still because I'm just sort of like if you're you're old or dumb, I am kind of just like a slightly pie-faced white man above <laughs> 40 that I would get people at the gas station, like old ladies kind of squinting at me and being like, are, are, you, are Tom you Cruise? Tom Cruise? And I was like, no, Tom wow. Cruise does not drive a Mazda covered in like dead bees. But he does like, have his name <laughs> on the license. <laughs> totally. But now I have, and I'll, I'll say it, I, I appreciate you being coy. Now I have a Tesla, and it's a little weirder, funnier in some ways, less funnier in others, because now there's like, well, there's a world Tom Cruise, his 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 daily driver in L.A. when he's here on errands. Right, Could yeah. be a Tesla. Sure. I don't actually think it would be. But What if Tom Cruise is like, yeah, you got to get your name on, <laughs> on your car. <laughs> so everyone know knows it's you driving around. <laughs> the most famously secretive yeah. man yeah. of the last 20 years. The cagiest person in the world. <laughs> it's got a car that's like, they wouldn't let me do eight letters. So I figured out a way so it sounds alike. Uh, <laughs> Someone already had Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. And I did have to make like my... Someone had told me you couldn't get real names. I don't even know that that's true, but I like had to I wrote like a drunk 500 word essay on the DMV explaining <laughs> that I um have done a lot of freelance food writing and I've written about like foodie cruises before both of which are true if you were to google they're not exactly present in my life but I was like this car will be my means for yeah. eating and doing food exploration in LA so that's why I call it my like tummy 
my tummy cruise. Like, oh, for me, God. Like, so oh, like a tum-tum? <laughs> like, it's my tum cruise. Amazing. Like, I'm going on a tummy cruise. Amazing. <laughs> oh, my That's God. what I call getting lunch. I'm something of a Jonathan Gold, <laughs> Anthony Bourdain figure. And you have to understand, this is part of my job. I, so, wait, do you have to connect your license plate to some kind of professional thing to get a... No. No, you right. don't ask you, you to. They, they ask you to, like, explain what it means. And I think on, this, on the yeah. surface, it's so that... Like they're not um, getting license plates of like crypto slurs in other languages, right? Yes. Right. But I think they do, and like the, the hidden sexual stuff. But um, I think you're not meant to impersonate other people. Though I do know someone that has Tom Hank. <laughs> oh, no Tom S. Hank! I worked with a guy at the WB Network back in the '90s named Keith Martyr, who was a hilarious Martyr? guy. M-A-R-D-E-R. Oh, okay. Marder. Yeah. Marder. Okay. Uh, and he was driving a convertible BMW with a license plate, RFK Jr. <laughs> like, within a year. Whoa, are you serious? No, no, JFK Jr. Sorry, sorry. JFK Jr. JFK Jr. Okay, Jr. I was going to say. Uh, RFK's in the news now, so I fucked that up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, JFK Jr., like, with, within months after his passing. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. So here's this guy just driving around, and people are, like, looking. Like, yeah. And it's like. Whoa. Wait, yeah. he got it after he passed as a yes. memoriam? I guess so. Was it? It was definitely I, after I, he passed. I would. I hope it was sincere and not just was it like sincere? Eh, it's funny. I think you know part of it was he didn't. You know he's a wonderfully handsome man, but he didn't bear a resemblance to JFK Jr. Certainly, and I think that was part of it. I don't know. Well, hopefully he didn't get in a car accident and uh, because of it, and then die for the cause because then he'd be a martyr. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, let's get back to that weird name. I do like think about what I would do if. Like, tomorrow I read that Tom Cruise died in an insane stunt accident, like, truly, like, broke his neck in a coma, no brain death. You have to splash some mud on that plate until you get a new one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, is that how it works? If that's, the plates get so muddy? Yeah. You, you, oh, until. It's not like if yeah. I keep splashing mud on it, the DMV will find out. Yeah, just like, so you're not being callous right. to uh Now, what American would be favorite? the lamest way for Tom Cruise to die? Like, all the stunts he does, like... What if he, like, you know, just, like, tripped and fell or Yeah, like, like, I think that? walking, like, up the stairs of his trailer, he, like, tripped and, like, yeah. drove his nose like bone into his brain. Like, an electric fence. <laughs> yeah, he's like, guys, I gotta take a piss. <laughs> movies, popcorn, movies, piss. And I bet he's a guy that, like, because he's so focused on, you know, the movies, he loves movies, popcorn, but, like, working and doesn't ever want to take a break, is always the hardest working guy. He's, yeah. like, a dude that's conquered his bladder. Like, doesn't, oh you know, yeah. like, takes one pee every 20 hours yes. or whatever, and it's becomes an emergency. Like tantric peeing. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's, like, so intense. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, like, only when they're, like, changing out the roles of IMAX film or whatever. Yeah, like, I'm going to take it's today's like, pee. It's like a NASCAR pit stop. <laughs> It just pukes out gasoline like that. His dick just goes, and it's all done. And he's like, "Well, why are you guys taking so long?" He has a Scientology assistant that milks it out of him so it goes faster. (laughs) He's like, "I need help. I need it all at once, like a woman is what I want. I just want you to pop the water balloon, and I can keep going. Just pop it, get, and then get to work on detailing my insane motorcycle. Yes, exactly. My Uh, fart van plates were. I have a similar story to yours that. For surprisingly didn't involve uh, beer, but I was just like, what's the dumbest thing I can think of? <laughs> I filled it out online, and my explanation was, I'm a writer, and I'm working on a script called Far Out T- <laughs> TV Alien. Are you serious? Yeah. This is the best! 
I didn't know these explanations. Far out. Far out yeah. TV, TV alien. Yeah, like, like an ALF reboot, maybe. Oh my god, it's like, yeah, it's like Indonesian ALF. Right, what ALF's called. Far out TV alien, yeah. And I thought, how funny it would be if I got this license plate. And then I had a, a pretty real dream that I got an email back from them saying, no, you can't have that. And my reaction was, oh, of course I can. Well, you know, I tried. And then I just forgot about it. And three months later, they showed up in the mail. Wow. And, nice. I, and it was just like, holy shit. Oh, man. This is, that, this, whatever, is this is who I am now. Whatever prisoner banged that out. <laughs> Fart fan? All right. I do think that for both John and my good. plates, and this is a generous reading that can let us sleep at night, it was a ray of sunshine yes. in the otherwise punishing routine of... Um, working a job at the prison. It's just like all day, series of numbers, dealing with politics, trying to hide things in my sock and, um, you know, yeah. whatever. And then suddenly it's fart fan. Yes. It's like this is, guys, yeah. and everyone's laughs and like, he's looking around on fart van. And it's, oh, man, they got it through. They're like, ah, oh, man, I wonder what the explanation was. <laughs> they're all guessing. And they're listening to the podcast. <laughs> These guys in fucking. They uh, love podcasts. Yeah. You know, they're just trying to fill time. Um, Max, you're a huge Heat fan. I love the movie Heat. Me too. And oh. I have to recommend the Michael Mann interview with Mark Maron on WTF. I just listened to Michael Mann. Oh, that just I listened to the first hour of that and didn't yeah. get all the, I was loving it. It uh, is great. I, I think I got really mad when Maron did not know. Uh-huh. And, you know, he has to do all these long interviews and they're very well researched. And yes, gen, does gen, a good job. Generally, but it's not like he runs a Michael Mann podcast no, you know yeah, like he yeah. knows the movies rewatch some yeah. but he like misspoke about some stuff and thief and he and I was like fucking idiot and got <laughs> two hours of Michael and Mann. I thought the same fucking thing he's like yeah Shirtless is kind of like he's like uh, this kind of guy or whatever and I was like okay um that's so funny but he's like yeah, Marin's like, so you do a thing. Like, you've got a style, you know? <laughs> you got a thing. And it's like Michael Mann. And he's going, oh, yeah, I don't think about the totality of my style. And Mark's like, but it's, like, really unique and cool. And Michael Mann's like, well, I think about, you know, I go in and do the do the thing. And, like, I want to get the person's face and get it and get the lighting cool. And Mark's like, yeah, the lighting. And you're just like, ah! <laughs> but also, Mark is really, really good. So yes. it's like... Uh, so it is good. Uh, nice backpedal. But uh, <laughs> I know. Please put me on the show. Um, I almost. Um, where, by the way, we just drove. We if we right near here is where I picked up my free California composting oh. bucket from oh. the sanitation department. A a uh, now we're meant to compost all green stuff like anything any food waste and they give you a free bucket and what you have to do is drive to the smelliest place it's truly where <laughs> right, the, the uh, garbage trucks get oh get yeah, like yeah. hosed down and then it's a bucket that costs 90 cents that you could get for free there's no reason and so it's just a compost uh, bucket does it have a lid it does but not like the best lid uh it's it's just a bucket with a lid that you leave on your counter and are meant to put coffee grounds and eggshells. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you brought this up. My neighbor has told me that now we're all supposed to put anything that's ever been alive mm -hmm. right. in our green can. Exactly. Yes. So this is for transporting it to downstairs. This is like a kitchen bucket Gotcha. that they give you because it's... But it's... The system is not fully worked out because you're not composting on the... It's not like... I'm not making compost in my right. kitchen. Right. But then food trash... In a big hot green bucket, like I open it now yeah. downstairs, it is 
like alive you know like it is like flies and insanity and it's like kind of made it unsanitary in a way that there's always like flies by the bucket now and I was like what's the plan here because it never builds up enough where you're like composting and feeling like natural but yeah um, you're not like yeah you're not a farmer too (laughs) I'm not I don't want to be and now by law I have to be a little bit uh, everyone in California has to be a farmer (laughs) and we're going to save the environment this way well I hope this podcast helped helps get the word out because we shouldn't just be hearing about this from our neighbors like there should be like a letter did you get a letter i got some sort of like um like little decal sheet that honestly felt like a circular for bonds or something it didn't feel like a government letter it kind of felt like houses are selling in your area like it was sort of like graphical (laughs) and like too bright and not addressed to me just like shoved into the thing and i I literally follow a composting influencer. Oh, um, thank God. Anyway, this is someone who I've known in New York for, like, I've known her for 15 years. She's become a composting influencer. So is she a, the real deal or a decomposer? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love it. Um, Great. She's the real deal. Um, Good. And, but, uh, but she was mentioning, like, now everyone can do this. So I feel like had I not seen some insta stories i would not i don't feel anyone on my street is doing what right doing no this. i feel i'm like what are people doing like and then there's people who do too much and then my dad visits and he's like john recycling's not real <laughs> i'm like what he's like you know how much they recycle and all that shit five percent it's an experiment john it's not real i wish i took a picture of this you know that i won't name the restaurant on this podcast but i told you i grabbed a quesadilla at that place yeah. near you they had and their trash is like food waste, recycling, paper. And then I looked, and there's no division inside. It was all, I'm not kidding. Wow. I'm just going to say it. It was Penny's Burgers on York and... Oh, sure. Yeah. Get it together, Penny's yeah. Burgers. Or just don't pretend. Yeah, don't Don't make pretend. me think I'm recycling when I throw it in the middle thing. I'd have to think about it being like, okay, that yeah. goes to the left. That goes to the right. How dirty is this? <laughs> just, yeah, just do what my dad would want. Just put it all together in a fucking one band. <laughs> but it was a, put it directly yeah. in the ocean. <laughs> it was a good quesadilla. I'm going to say that. Um, it was a good quesadilla, so that's yeah. props. Yeah, Wait, what, props. what? we're on Johnston and Broadway. Broadway. Where are we? I what, think we're near... Remember Glassell Park? I don't know where we are. We're lost. Do you guys remember Kane's Arcade? No. Um, it was a feel-good story from about 2012. It was like the last feel-good story before Trump came along. It was like this little kid made a arcade out of like cardboard boxes and stuff. And th- like the neighborhood was like kind of like, not pandering, but like, oh yeah, this is cool. And then like, it grew and grew and grew. And it became a thing that like hipsters would go to. Um, That's so sweet. It really was sweet. Wow. I think it was around here somewhere. Wait, I so think we we're near think... Lincoln Heights, and I think I bought mushrooms on top of one of these hills once. Oh, you nice. like climbed a hill? Well, it was like you like someone gave me their address. Right, right. And I, and it was like you have to park kind of halfway up the hill, and I'm like staying in a weird prop, like. But I was suddenly just like having to navigate like this weird compound of like homes and artist spaces like on top of one of these <laughs> these hills here it's right around here yeah i i can go look for that see if we can make a left and just yeah, find let's a, leave a former drug dealer's house left. i i got also like weed's been legal for quite a while now and it's like getting psilocybin mushrooms i used to go to a guy that was 
like a 70, he was like a character from I'm Dying Up Here. He was like a <laughs> 70s guy, you know, and just wore bell bottoms and had like crazy 70s. I was just like, this, the aesthetic of this man is so great. And he always had like, I have the worst stories. Yeah. <laughs> Had like four varietals of mushrooms the whole time. He's like an obsessive, and I was like, "This is kind of great." And yeah, that's just, awesome. Now you can just buy gummies. It's so weird. I'm so glad that um, now venture capital is part of my drug buying experience. Like yeah. I hated before; it was so farm to table, and now yeah. the absolute worst guy I've ever met in Murray Hill, New York, is getting a little bit. Of... I've been getting these Peter Thiel mushrooms. <laughs> uh, he's my favorite VC for uh, psychedelics. <laughs> a little bit of baby uh, blood in there. So funny, yeah. Of course, it's it's yeah. It's all being. It's like it's South by Southwest now. Just like, <laughs> all right, what? Are the, how can we triangulate fucking making billions off this <laughs> to help us be more productive at our coding jobs or whatever? Like. Yeah. Well, that's the secret of Silicon Valley is that everyone's on like acid. It's wild. Everyone does liquid acid like really? Banaka spray. Yeah. Like. Like, uh, they do these little sprays of microdosing acid and then they like work all day and they're like, uh, they're having a great time, having a great time. But I've, I tried it and it's not, it's not something I want to do a lot. Uh, take you know, I think it's because Steve Jobs famously, you know, promoted trying acid. So that's probably why they all do it. Right. Does that makes sense. And he right. was so healthy, especially at the end. He clearly like he figured out. He was cool. <laughs> He was cool to his daughter and his son or whatever when he didn't give them any money and said they were scum or something. Like, <laughs> Only ate carrot broth, refused to have protein. It all worked out. Yeah. Did he really? No, no. I mean, he, he had a condition where he... But he was, like, on a crazy, crazy, like, um, elimination vegan raw diet, like, at a time in his health journey when he probably could have used a cup of chicken soup. And oh wow! A turkey meatball or something. It was just kind of like, no. The problem is my vegetables aren't raw enough. As he was right, right. I gotta away. eat cleaner. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, I just yeah. gotta clean out my system, and that'll be good. So, I don't um, mind laughing at him because every time we get a new iPhone, we have to get new cords and chargers, and you know, honestly, fuck that guy. Fuck yeah, that guy. Fuck you. I'm glad he's rotting in fuck hell. Fuck Apple. You're rotting in in a in a hell that is like a, a fucking cubicle prison. I hope just the white. landfill extends. To your hell. He's in an Apple store with no products for sale. That's his. <laughs> oh, like, where are the products? <laughs> I designed. Where are the products I designed? Um, I'm. I like Steve Ballmer. <laughs> if we're talking about cool yes. CEOs that yes. we admire, Steve Ballmer's like he has no ego. He, he's he's no ego. He's a big ego, but he's <laughs> but he's not afraid to sweat. He's oh just, my he's god, just a sweaty danced. motherfucker. He danced and clapped so intensely yeah, yeah, on stage. Yeah, I love that. Guy. At a presentation for probably one of the most boring products yeah, ever. Right. Like Excel now allows video or whatever. And yeah, I hope that in the way that like very ill-fitting <laughs> '90s. You know, like sort of skater mall clothes have come back in this like <laughs> they have. way. I know, you know, now that they have, I hope the next thing is like super blousey, no iron dress shirts without collar buttons. You know, like yeah. that kind of like 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 giant shirt where you can see the undershirt, you know, <laughs> right. like that sort of office style from like ninety nine to two thousand four is then like Hype beast will be wearing that. Just that, like that would be cool. Yeah, with Jabot brand chinos. <laughs> yes, exactly. Remember those? <laughs> got those Jabots. They were really like puffy, like like the yes. I got Jabot chinos and a Varney 
uh, you know, label. The squarest shoes you've ever seen. I have these black dress shoes that absolutely are square at the end. Yeah, that Fred yeah. style where the suits look like David Byrne. Yes. It's like talking yes. heads video suits. And you're yeah. like, God, were suits this big? I mean, it was almost coming back to Michael Mann, speaking of like big stylish 80s, right. 90s suits. I mean, he, a lot of yeah. heroes in blousey, giant. I mean, there's heat is built around a giant bank shootout where they are able to hide bulletproof vests and fully automatic rifles underneath their suits because they're cut so big. I mean, like, truly, Jesus. like, they walk into the bank with, like, duffel bags underneath their suits because they're, like, 48 longs or whatever, and everyone's just like, yeah, that's what a business guy looks like in wow. downtown. <laughs> I feel like that's an essay. <laughs> Like, let's get a fucking vulture piece about, I'm, like... I'm coming up with this take live. How 90s style affected heat, yeah. heat crime design. Yeah. I mean, you're a, you're a heat obsessive. I just got done with Heat 2, I think recommended by you. I've been probably talking about it nonstop for, yeah, eight months, the novel. It's great? It's great. It really is so good, and it's like... It's like the content is just a page turner, like shit novel. Like it could be bad kind of thing. Absolutely. And it is so good because it's just Michael Mann and he's a genius. So it's like him writing a summer reading, just it's so good. And the, being back in that world and having now worked with Tom Sizemore. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but man, he's a bad dude. Did he I, treat you poorly? He treated me poorly in such a cartoonish way that I was shocked by it. And. I'll tell you what he did. Yeah, please. I was strapped to a gurney for a scene next to me. Sure. And and uh, the joke is, we, we get in an explosion involving Fred Durst, and then we say, "You're the worst, Durst." And then we wake up in a in a in a hospital, right? Which is Christian Odege's workshop, literally, uh, as a, a substitute for the hospital. And Tom and the joke is Tom Sizemore dressed as a nurse goes, hey, don't worry. You're in good hands. It's me, Tom Sizemore. <laughs> and, you know, Funny. he knew we were kind of like dissing him yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, he's such a he's such unhealthy a wild card. That's your reputation. Tom yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's turning out that you are. <laughs> and so we, we could not move. And Tom Sizemore was I don't I don't know if this is going to go on the podcast or not, but I'll just tell it. But he was going um, he was like on my side and it was like cut. It, like, we'd do a take, and he'd be like, cut. And, and he'd be like, hey, Daly, you're a faggot, right? You faggot? You like to suck dick? You like to suck dick, Daly? And I'd be like, ha no. And at one point, I'm like, wow, you really like this. <laughs> and oh and, um, and he goes, you know what, Daly? I went to prison. That's when I learned how to SD. That's what I learned. I learned in prison. So maybe we could hang out after this day. He kept doing what? that. I'm not joking. He just did it the entire time. And I would like look over to and he'd be like, Ugh. Oh, <laughs> just so angry. We were like being held high and we couldn't move. Right. Importantly, we couldn't walk away. And then his like super like relic from the eighties manager would just apologize for us. So thanks so much for having Tom guys. This is really great. It's good for him to get out here and work and stuff. And like, wow, it was just so, Ooh, I know that manager. I worked with that manager. Not as really? he, I like did these two like micro indies that shot in, uh, I think they both shot in, no, one was in upstate New York, one was in Georgia, but like one of the kind of like satellite constellations of producer slash funder guys was this guy named 
Ryan that was like right out of the eighties that like had was um, Sizemore's manager for a long time oh slash friend slash producer of things slash handler. I'm sure it was him. And he, yeah, he just. Like, the second he said, he's like, you know, I've kind of, like, managed Tom off and on for years. And I was like, oh, that seems... Stressful. Knowing what I know about him, like, a probably a healthy relationship and not a stressful work yeah. thing together. <laughs> you know, when you manage someone off and on. Yeah, off and on. <laughs> off and on. Yeah, until he, like, breaks the code. Or, we have, yeah. like, crazy 4 a.m. screaming fights and we'll stop working together for a while. But then we always come back together for... Yeah, I just love Tom and... I mean, he's so good. Saving Private Ryan. I mean, he just, like, has a thing. He's so good. But, like, yeah. And we'll cut out all that horrible <laughs> things I said. But I just wanted to be as, as, as accurate as possible. I just oh did a God. U-turn. I'll change the subject and say I did a U-turn. I saw a, a sign for Alhambra. And I thought, where the hell am I? So I did yeah. a U-turn. But we're kind of, like, we're living in the northeast L.A., East Corridor right now, you know? Isn't Alhambra near Pasadena? Mm-hmm. Alhambra, we're near Pasadena. We're near, like, San Gabriel, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I went did. out here and got mochis the other day. The Chinese food out here is crazy, but they had mochis, and I didn't realize what mochis really were. They're the, these fresh things. That they're, are like, like kind of, like, doughy, frozen doughy, uh, uh, sticky rice flour dough. I don't think I've ever had like a with, proper fresh one. Yeah, like I've only had these frozen ones with ice cream in the middle and they, they just have like mango in the middle and it's one of the best fucking things I've ever had. It was like a total discovery. Like, I wow. Mochis. They, I think they have those at Yogurtland as a topping. Yeah, this would be the better kind. <laughs> the, no, I heard this place you're talking about, John. Yeah. Daily goes to Yogurtland and buys just the toppings. Oh, really? Them in their store. Like, Yogurtland actually does Thank the you. best version. Hold on. Should we stop at Yogurtland? <laughs> we can make a stop. We get one stop. One stop. Max. As many stops as you want, Max. There's no rules. Except no right turns. It's two jobs. You want to turn right? Don't make a I right. I don't want to turn right. We're not going to. We're on Van Horn, like Audrey Van Horn. I spend a lot of time out here, like, deep east. Like, I love doing errands and, yeah. you know, rather than... It always feels like not with traffic. Yes. You yeah. know, but, like, kind of just as close as Silver Lake or whatever. But I went to see Oppenheimer at the Santa Anita AMC oh, IMAX man. the other night because that was the only place I could get tickets. Yeah. And their AC was broken. Oh, Damn. Damn. And the woman said, just so you know, the AC's broken. If you go inside the theater and you feel like it's too intense for you, come out wow. and we'll give you a refund. But somebody just came out and said it's not that bad. So right. it's 8.15 at night. We've had these tickets for a week or whatever. Yeah. We just had like a big salty dinner in Arcadia. <laughs> Truly went to the steakhouse, the Derby, and just ate like bacon wrapped filet mignon. And just my shoes are already like throbbing like a cartoon thumb in my hammer. But we're like, you know what? Let's see. So we go in and the air is definitely still, yeah. but it's like this, it feels like a warm night at the baseball game. It doesn't right. feel like doesn't feel bad. Pass op- out. oppressive, you know? We're all in shorts and t-shirts. So we, but then the theater goes dark and we start the movie and the movie is pretty relentless and there's not a lot of like lulls in which you might be like how are we feeling but it frog boiling in water style it just kept getting hotter also we were like well the theater's already full and it feels oh so it's full wow it's a full theater but like at 8 15 it felt like warm but like it's night out so maybe it'll cool that's not what happened just 
everyone's body temps mingled and for the last hour of the movie we were truly like sweat dripping down our faces oh my god and backs and it's a punishing masochistic movie yeah anyway you know like everyone's sweaty it's like nuclear heat yeah they're in New Mexico and they're and like Uh, Benny Safdie is just like constantly soaking wet and everyone's so hot in the heaviest clothes and it's like oppressive hearing rooms and we're just all like Killian hasn't eaten in three years <laughs> yeah, he's, he's on that almond a day tip yeah, yeah. <laughs> one almond every day oh I man. love when shit like that comes out about actors almondheimer fucking <laughs> 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 almondheimer man <laughs> um how did you like it I haven't seen Barb or Heimer yet Barbie or Heimer I I liked it it's not like yeah. a play, like a fun movie. I will say it's really hard to separate my opinion of the movie from how physically uncomfortable yeah. oh, of I course. was. Yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, my major problems of the last hour are that I was eighty, it was eighty four degrees in the theater. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, were you laying some bacon wrapped farts in that theater? Because I feel like you're underplaying how you ruined everything, everyone else's experience. Maybe. No, I was. You were like. I actually sweaty. felt like I, I was eating clean. I had just <laughs> <laughs> had one martini, one glass of wine, two oh, pieces of garlic bread, bacon wrapped filet mignon, two onion rings, some green beans, and uh, wow. a baked potato. That's, which now listing it does sound like that would. That's a fart meal, my friend. <laughs> and then a Sam Adams in the theater. Um, wow. But you know what? I my, went to that sin and eat a lot, actually, over pandemic. Because it was just empty. Yeah, it was really... That's, I saw movies. a couple movies there. Um, yeah. It's right by the horse track. Um, let's see if we can make a left into the horse track and drive the car around. Oh, should we do <laughs> around the, the horse track? Wait, are we near the horse track? No, nah, I mean, it's there? like pretty pretty far out. I don't... I, I think we're... Shout was, out to Santa Anita, where Walter Matthau used to lose his shirt. <laughs> Back in the day, really? bet on the ponies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was like, "Oh my God, John, come on! What are we doing? <laughs> what a, Let it go." John just did a like nothing like a, happened. Almost a really bad no accident type move. You're listening to T Bone, your guest. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're listening to a car accident, <laughs> slow car accident. The podcast. You know, if Max wasn't in the car, I would have just done it anyway. <laughs> now I can do it legally. Now okay. you're doing it legally. Happy daily. Yeah, I'm happy. We broke the law in a blatant way that is like driving the wrong way on a highway. Very close to driving the wrong way on a highway. It was Chandler in the valley. You know how that's one way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the place he's renting, so I think we can talk about it. It's not his real house. Um, It's on a cul-de-sac, so to go out, you have to turn right, and that's just not what we do. Yeah, it's not what we do, so we actually broke. So, yeah, it was one way going right, so we just waited for no cars to come and then just drove on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you put your um, hazards on? Was no, there any kind no. of like, just so you know, we're That's doing a thing. That's of guilt. Right, right. Yeah. You have to be like, what? I, I thought... Yeah, if you get caught, yeah. yeah it's it's like, just oh, like, oh, this is one way? Oh! Oh, oh my God. Oh. All signs pointed Sorry, back, we're so dumb. Them. I mean, fart man, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're idiots. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was once um, looking for parking uh, in... East Hollywood uh, for at a restaurant right near the Big Blue Scientology Center, and I think I hadn't actually like ever been on the roads that like intersect the Scientology Center where they all yeah. hang out. It's not just one building, right. and so we're where like soldiers walk, yeah. <laughs> soldiers walk, and we were like, oh my god, this is I never realized this is like this whole all these buildings are Scientology and like God, like we were staring at 
these Scientology soldiers, you know, in their in their beautifully fitted suits, yes. ripping butts, touching pinkies to show illegal love or whatever. Um, and they're all turning to look at us as we're like kind of talking to each other, like, God, these are so freaky. These like, what a weird life. And they're staring at us and they're all turning to stare in this way that's like village of the dams, weird. Like, yeah. this is so creepy that they're eyeballing us. Like, don't look at us, you freaks. Like, deal with your own problem. And then I realized I was driving the wrong way on a one-way street. So they're all just like, what the hell are you doing? Because wow. I was like, I was like, why are all the parking spots wow. facing the other way? They were all like oh the angled God. ones. So everyone's just staring at us. <laughs> wow. I'm a stupid idiot. Oh yeah, all these fucking Scientologists <laughs> with their like super stare. Yeah. Yeah. The way they turn and they look at you when you're just driving legally correctly. <laughs> they're ganging up on us. <laughs> the, the ultimate example of that, well maybe Will Smith and uh and Chris Rock is the ultimate like like rebuke of, of just like if in Scientology if you were kind of like crossed in any way in a social form in a public way like you stare at the person like you oh make really eye, it's like very eye contact based like you confront the person if you if you watch Tom Cruise get squirt remember when he got squirted with water yeah in interview and he's like hey man yeah why'd you think that would be funny and he actually is laughing for a second he's like you thought that would be funny but it's not funny. It's not funny. And the eye contact is what. Oh is my what god! Really, he just locked in with this guy, and it's like, yeah, this actually I is a really good that. way to confront people. There's like, also the very unlaughing Tom Cruise story of when he was on, I believe, the Today Show with Matt Lauer doing an interview, and Matt Lauer kind of was like pushing back on some of the psychiatry medication stuff. I think Tom Cruise. It was in that moment around. War of the Worlds. Yes. When he was being sort of public about his camp. Not that he'd ever been privately Scientology, but he's being public about the like. Some would say too public. Yeah, psychiatry is like, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the worst An thing in the world. Ministry of death. <laughs> <laughs> ministry of death. Uh, um, but he did an interview with Today Show, and I don't remember if it was like meant to be pegged to a movie and then it turned a corner into that, or whether he was there to talk about like, you know, I just want to help kids or whatever. But Matt Lauer, like, you know, needled him on something. Famously good guy hero, Matt Lauer. Yeah. Uh, right side of this. But Tom Cruise just did, like, the Magnolia, like, silent stare at him right. for, yeah. like, ten seconds. I'm silently and judging then he went, you. And then he went, I remember this, he went, you know what, you're glib. Yes. <laughs> you're glib, you're cynical. Is that right? You're yes. cynical. You're yes. broken. You know, what's wrong with society is you. And then, guess what happened to Matt Lauer really soon after that? Well, was it really soon? I mean, I, it was not soon enough probably for a lot of people that worked in that office. Um, right. I mean, he had the I think fucking, what Daly was about to suggest is it was orchestrated it was, by Mr. Cruz. Oh, interesting. I mean, it could have been. No. Literally, like, that dude, you know. You, you know, they're pretty you good at gathering info. Guy. Um, yeah, I feel like they're pretty, yeah. <laughs> they're pretty good at like, uh, yeah, getting the dirt, getting the getting the dirt. I love these spies. things. Like that used to be a road going somewhere, and now it's not. Yeah, now it's just a wall that gets higher and keeps the park. <laughs> it keeps the park from falling over. This is a beautiful this, area. This what really is this? I have we're no idea. Going through we a great. I'm oh, on... we're right by Debs. We're right by the Turtle Pond. Oh, we're on a street called Monterey, and this sign says Herman. Is that a part I, of town? Herman spelled wrong. H E R M O N. It's Herman. That's what a Jamaican would say when he was uh, <laughs> uh, saying it's Herman. Oh boy. 
2023. Yeah, 2023. I almost lived in this neighborhood. What and then, What a story. Monterey this, Park, I think. Okay, so this be, is Monterey yeah. Park. Wow, we've never been to Monterey Park, John. No. I was saying, Max, before we picked you up, like, I love your neighborhood and John's neighborhood. Because really the last part of Los Angeles, I don't know backward and forward. I've lived here almost 30 years. And I just never come out here that often. And it's it's not a grid, so it's kind of difficult to navigate. Yes, it's easy to sort of get lost because they're all sort of built around the the hills of... Yeah. of but it makes um, it interesting. I like it. Well, if I don't have a podcast, but I'm happy to take the wheel in my car sometime and give you a, a meandering tour. tour of... Yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, get in. And you know, I don't even have to touch the wheel. Um, we should do a Tom Cruise fart van car dance in a parking lot <laughs> where we film it with drones from above and it's kind of like an elegant dance. And we get like 520 year olds to like kind of crowd the cars and we just drift in circles yeah. where everybody films and just jumps out of the way like so confident that they won't get hit. Like, yeah, I really like that kind of party where people yeah. are going to die. Herman. Herman, I've never Wait, even heard Wait, we're of in a neighborhood called H-E-R-M-O-N Herman. Herman. Yeah. Herman. I'm gonna go. You've heard of a merman? Well, this is a Herman. Um, yeah. Eugene Herman. Eugene Herman. Shout out to Eugene Herman. <laughs> oh, while we're doing that, Bob's Larry, comedian, Bob Harry Bob. Walliner. Let's get him out of the way. Harry Walliner. Uh, Jason Manzukis. We haven't talked about Kevin Sesha in a while. He still listens. Kevin Sesha, what's up? How's Kevin it going? Sesha. Also, all the people on Reddit who say that the sound is bad. <laughs> uh, we like the podcast, but the sound is bad. Yeah, there's we're two, not. There's two people that leave like one one ratings on the on the podcast, and so now it's at four point nine instead of five. Oh, come on, so, guys! And it's like I don't want that. Like, and but I'm thrilled with four point nine. It's gonna get four point nine's incredible. Guys. It's gonna get to four point nine eventually, but oh. I just don't want it to be these guys who are like, yeah, it's great, but the sound is come on, like. Give me a break, It's nice man. to get production notes from your listeners. Yeah, that's what I want. To me, that's the charm <laughs> of the podcast is... <laughs> yeah, other people not. are like, well, that, for me, that's the charm. You feel like you're yeah. you're driving around, and it's wonderful. They hit their sibilance too hard, and it, it kind of clips <laughs> at times. That's that's what I like. Yeah. That's what I'm not getting from mainstream media. By the way, I, this is ideal for me, because what I the thing that drives me crazy is just mouth sounds. Oh, my God. The, the mouth sounds on yeah. some pot... When Joe Rogan is smoking a cigar, <gasps> and his... Think about that. When his mouth is all dried out, his mucous membranes are full of gross tobacco smoke, and he's just like, this is the opposite of that. Yeah. And you listen to it on like a three thousand dollars like THX system and like a leather chair and a yeah. special room you have, so you would oh, be yeah. absolutely like slammed with the audio. I'm clockwork oranging <laughs> Joe Rogan every week. I'm just like, ah! scientist is dripping shit in my eyes. We are magically back on Figueroa. We're on Figueroa, guys. We're in wow. Highland Park again. Isn't Johnny's Bar around here? Did that close? Johnny's I don't know bar. Johnny's Bar. It probably closed though. We're by Sunbeam Vintage. I bought something there uh, at some point. And... I'm I'm getting a sub here later. There's a uh, guy's Instagram got to me. There is a Philadelphia style Italian hoagie pop up Ooh. every Friday. Whoa. In Highland Park, called Delco Subs, most Delco Subs, like Philly combo of syllables you can have. Delco Subs, Delco Subs, but it looks like just a classic, you know, dressed hoagie. Wow! Um, but kind of one of those annoying things where 
you had to like reserve a time to pick it up. It's not just a restaurant you oh, go to, wow. you like prepay. I think, you know, a lot of the small pop-ups are doing that. Yeah, because they don't want to have like a lot of leftovers or whatever. Totally, but um, I love to put in my calendar, get your hoagie Yeah. <laughs> wow. at one o'clock from a place that's not a restaurant. And it, it, wait, I'm sorry, it's a Philly cheesesteak? A hoagie, or? like Italian okay. sandwich, like uh, lettuce, tomato, onion, mayo, oil, vinegar, provolone, Ooh, yeah. some peppers. Sounds really good. I'm, I'm excited like for it. Sounds like the Godfather. Yeah. yeah. But wow. I, th I think they're, I think they're, they're doing something, maybe they have special Philly bread, maybe not. Cause that's, that's a thing that gets me with a lot of LA sandwiches is I don't yeah. like a super tough bread. No. It's always on the wrong bread out here. <clears throat> like Bay, that's my problem with Bay Cities, and I, I get that it's the best, but I um, have a crown for one of my front teeth, and I've lost it eating sandwiches multiple times. Oh, wow. Um, like in public places, like broken the crown. Oh, no. So I have kind of a like a, a nervousness about yeah, biting yeah. into a tough sandwich. I know what you mean. Wow. And by the way, you I shouldn't have to like use all your might to bite a sandwich. I agree. And some people like, like but like the really chewy baguette yeah. type sandwiches. I'm exactly just like, I don't want to do that work. It's, like, it's hard on top. Yeah. Don't they like spread egg white on the top and that makes it like super oh, hard? Yes. When and they're like it? steaming it in the whatever they do with the steam in the oven that gets it like that French crunchy. I don't. This is making me hungry. <laughs> you cut the roof uh, actually, of your mouth. No, but yeah. I understand it's not, it's not like ideal. Yeah. I just have my first crown, uh, my first fake tooth, and it's a back tooth. And it's oh, got. Back tooth. And it's crazy that it's, um, it just is so. It's like my first fake tooth, and it's got the food that gets lodged in there. It's, it's made me have a different, completely different floss philosophy. Because, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, floss. but um, floss philosophy. Because I, I, I mean, I always flossed, but now it's like it's like twice a day now. I got to floss. Oh yeah! Wow! And I just end up doing all my teeth. Hey, look, there's a T-Mobile Baskin Robbins. That's pretty weird. <laughs> Here, don't don't move, John. Don't move. I have to move a little bit. Yeah, you don't have to. Oh, there's people behind me. It's a van. Yeah. Asking Robbins T-Mobile, what kind of combo? And we're, we're also right across from the uh, Rick and Morty-themed ice cream parlor. Oh, really? That's kind of uh, not a great time for that. I, they, I think they've kind of slowly <laughs> lost the branding, but um, when it opened, it was almost exclusively Rick and Morty-themed. I think was official. I don't think it was just like... We're fans. Wow. Like... Harmon scoop on ice cream. <laughs> Harmon's yeah, Harmon. Well, every Friday he's in there. There's always a chance, you know. Yeah. So that's why people come and they're like, "Is is Harmon scooping today?" And they're like, "No, <laughs> he might be later." He gives the best scoops. Yeah, he's generous scooping yeah. and. Uh... Royland is over there playing uh, Rick and Morty Monopoly. If you want to <laughs> drop in, yikes! Harmon scoops in a circle. He explains it's the ice cream circle. I don't know. That's it's a sort perfect of an circle oblique of ice reference cream. to his story circle thing. I don't know. Um, Harmon does a story circle thing where everything has to be in a circle yeah. and common. Toppings need to be across from each other on the circle. They need to fully. That's they, yeah. re they repeat. And here's what I'll say: It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, it's always. Pretty good. Dan Harmon, shout out. <laughs> you are very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made a lot of very uh, successful very, TV. Very funny writer. And um, we'll give a shout out to Jury Duty, ladies and gentlemen. We love Jury Duty. Jury Duty, we love it. Andrew Weinberg, Cody Heller. Um, we love Jury Duty. I need to watch it. Everyone says it's great. It is really good. It's, it's really good. so charming. And they found a guy to be on it that is just, you can't... 
he's being fooled, but he's likable. It doesn't feel mean. It's like this great, great balance with uh, with that dude. He's he's a star now. It's well, funny like, watching him become legit famous. Like he's at yeah. like Vanity Fair parties or whatever. Like wow. and Jennifer Lawrence is like taking pictures with him. My old manager <laughs> signed signed him. Yeah, I was just like, wow, this guy's on his way. Maybe he can get him a job getting fooled by other people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can get fooled into, you know, buying a car or something. <laughs> well, that's good. Was it on this podcast we were talking about the Joe Schmo show? Mm. Mm-hmm. And how that guy, like, had to, like, go to therapy because he, like... Do you remember the Yes, I do. Um, Kristen Wiig was on it. Right. And I right. remember there... There was a um, New Yorker article maybe, like, six or seven years ago that talked about how, like, traditionally each culture has its own kind of, like, repeating like motifs of like what schizophrenia is you know like in like in America during the cold war like people like thought there were like radios like people were listening to their like right. via radio signals in their head and it was all right. linked into like you know russian paranoia and surveillance but like the modern version of that is like people believing they're secretly being filmed and on a I think it might even call the Truman Show disorder or whatever like secretly part of a show and it used to be like the the rule for defining schizophrenia was like if their belief is something that is like provable is not true right. you know provable right. as uh, ridiculous like there's no radios in your brain right. that are like being recorded but they have had to change the definition because now the idea of being secretly secretly recorded on a show that you're not a part of, that you're the star of, is has happened multiple times wow. and is absolutely wow. real. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's crazy. Does that exist before the Truman Show came out? I think the Truman Show was tapping into a, like, the kind of a, a new reality show, modern moment of, like... Um, video surveillance and TV like I don't think it's like just Truman Show caused it but right. it's right. now Truman Show and then things like Joe Schmo and, and emboldened it's it like yeah. kind of as like emboldened it as both something that you like see modeled and also could be real right um, there's I, a crazy uh, with Love Island England uh, the UK Love Island like I feel like a total suicide machine. Like, there were like four or five people from the cast because they're purposely choosing these trashy, dumb people yeah. and making them... Ins- it was the biggest hit ever and yeah. in England. And these people would get super famous and then realize, like, it's not all it's cracked up to be and then kill themselves. And then a, one of the hosts of the show killed herself. Yeah. And Yikes. it's just like, God, it's like that Dr. Drew show. It's like... How many people need to die before we stop doing this, buddy? Like, what is happening? What is the ceiling on that? And then they've all become so famous in a way that, like, Leah's made me download for her because they won't air them in the U.S., these, like, spinoffs that are, like, it's called, like, you know, like, Ellen Dove go to, you know... Corfu or whatever and right, I was like right. what is this and it's like well it's this couple I liked from four seasons ago now the reality <laughs> show where they're you know like it's kind of like the wild boys <laughs> of this <laughs> shitty thing but they're not doing anything that interesting I got served like I often am hate watching the kind of manosphere of podcasts on YouTube you know of the, oh, of the wow. kind of like Red Bar? I've never seen Red Bar but it's stuff in that oh, general man. like you know uh like um, how, like how, like comedy podcasters kind of like 
the, like weirdly diss each other. Yeah, and, but it's and like they it's all like, serve him and you diss her or whatever. But they're all like, you know, these like kind of neuroscientist slash elite athlete guys that are oh, like, okay, if okay. young He's men, good. if young men need to, no, no, I'm talking about in the like sincere manosphere, the like, right, the, okay. out, the Joe Rogan adjacent, like no one's speaking to men and there's a problem of masculinity right. and what they need to stoicism. do is stoicism, yeah. truly yeah. like, it's a lot of like ex Navy SEALs and these people that are like, you know, my morning routine is I wake up at 4 a.m. and stare at the sun for 10 minutes and then I have, yeah. you know, <laughs> like I'll do like, like a bulletproof coffee and then maybe lift for three hours and then I'm taking yeah. notes on podcasts or whatever. <laughs> and then it's... I pray and stare at my children in golf. <laughs> yeah. None of them stare at their children. That's yeah. not part of any of their routine. <laughs> it's always like, wow, you just listed your whole day, which is filled with like 20 mile runs and, you know. And no time with your children. No time with your children whatsoever. But there's this one guy that when I watched a couple of the like big figures, this one guy kept coming up and it was like clear he was in this sort of like Jordan Peterson adjacent space and he's more handsome intelligenic and British than the rest and I was like why is this guy famous why does he have like millions and he is a Love Island contestant that oh, has become wow. like a big masculinity guru like boys need to clean their rooms and get pussy and have cigars and that's right you know they're being demasculated or whatever don't come I, don't like the semen retention yes. is happening yeah we've just passed the Los Angeles Police Museum have you been there I've never been they have... I've seen it. I've driven by. You know, they have... I, I'm pretty sure they still have the, the car that was all shot up that inspired the movie Heat. Really? Yes. From the North Hollywood yes. shootout. Yes. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. Because, you know, we shot an episode of the Sarah Silverman program there. We used it as a police station. Um, wow. So we got to see all that stuff. And, yeah, they had it then. And that was, what, 15 years ago? I mean, that's probably, what, from 30 years ago, that shootout or yeah. whatever? I was, well, I was... Maybe I remember less. where I was living. I, I think it was, like, 96 or 97. When did he come out? I think 90. 95. So, yeah, so it must have been before that. Maybe I just read an article about it during that time. But, have yeah. You, have you been to the uh, Mafia Museum in Vegas? <laughs> no. no. It is... It's really well done. Like, it's not like that museum. It's, like, very <laughs> well-appointed and... The coolest thing is you can go into the in, in the basement of the museum. They have this this area where there are phones, and uh, of different eras, and so you pick up the phone and you hear like recorded messages from oh, the wow. '70s. So you pick up a '70s phone and you hear John Gotti messages, and then you you pick up a '90s phone and you hear messages from uh, like just that's incredible. Like Sammy the Bull going like, "All right, are we gonna do this?" Yeah, let's do it. When are we gonna do it? Wednesday. All right. Well, it's going down. All right. Maybe I'm so good. Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's incredible. I just Uh, um, what a great exhibit. Yeah. I just read this book on um, written by like the lawyer that prosecuted John Gotti like multiple times over the years, and then finally got him. Yeah. And uh, it is filled with so many like everybody on both sides, lawyers, judges, and all the mob guys in this like stretch of the 90s are like all Trumps like nobody's good they're all like these like right. big bald assholes and um right there's an incredible moment uh and it's like all about their surveillance and like you know they catch all these people with those sort of tapes but there's this great moment where um some like low lower level guy gets caught on maybe maybe he's a higher level guy but he like gets caught on something that you know it's a long case and he kind of knows he's gonna 
he's gonna go away, but it's like not the biggest crime or whatever. It's like all these guys are used to going away for seven years or whatever. Yeah. And so he gets convicted, but then it's like he doesn't have to report for sentencing for like a week or whatever. So he's out in public and he like gives a quote to the press that's like, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. Like they got me on this like little bullshit stuff, but like, you know, a, a judge is a pushover. So like, you know, it all worked out for me, but the judge hadn't sentenced him yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait, is this John Gotti himself? No, or, this uh, is, like, one of his lieutenants oh, in the, like, yeah. build-up toward when they finally got Gotti. Because he, like, got off the first two oh, trials, I think. dumb fucks. This idiot fuck. So, they, he then... <laughs> and his lawyers had been like, don't talk to the, you know, like... You, shut, shut up. Shut up. Yeah. But he gives a statement. He's like, this fucking judge, like, you know, like, he was a pussy. I hated him. Oh, and man. so, he reports to court for his sentencing. And before the judge comes out in front of the court, a, like, um, aide or whatever comes to the mobster guy and, um, hands him a note and says, the judge would like you to know your parole officer hasn't even been born yet. Oh my God. And then the judge comes out and, like, gives him, like, double max sentencing, like, 30 years. Oh, <laughs> man. Wow. Like, such a, like, I'm just Your parole <laughs> officer hasn't been born yet? It's so good. Is so good. the most specific fucking Wow. A guy who thinks he's about to get, like, seven years, three and a half of good behavior or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'll get out and everyone loves me. <laughs> yeah. I'll get First, out and have that nice big dinner. Yeah, we'll do a big dinner in Cal, Cal yeah. Gardens. Everybody says, thank you. Yeah. I'll pay for nothing. <laughs> and then hat in hand, I kind of ask for a little extra money for my girl, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know how it goes. Oh, no. Oh, no. I said something on TV. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, these guys are super dumb. Everyone forgets that. The, like, the kind of, like, serviceably smart one is... <laughs> Is the leader and he's dumb. He's like, so dumb. John yeah, yeah. Gotti is a dumb dude. Well, like, that's the place that doesn't separate their trash. Oh. But they pretend to, but they don't. Wow. It seems like a place that would be kind of laissez-faire. And would have a good quesadilla. Um, Was it? Yes. It is. I've never actually eaten from there though. Obviously I live so close to it. it that place, the way it store. looks, I'm like, that place is, doesn't have to separate its trash. It looks like where you go before you do a heist in the movie Heat. Right. Yeah, it's like an old school place. I'm like, don't yeah. be surprised if they. You know, I sip on my soda. My stomach's kind of flipping. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I don't finish the burger. I'm fine to throw it out if we have little, to, the second we have to go. I'm a little shaky. <laughs> exactly. I want to puke yeah. on this job. You sleep at all? No, no. Just no. kind of picking at fries. Let's go. It's all right. We sleep. Meanwhile, Wayne grows on huffing down his third burger. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you guys not gonna finish your chili? <laughs> um, should we stop at that museum and, and confirm or deny if they have the? Hit, I think that's car? a great idea. I think yeah. so. Yeah. So we're gonna go to the police museum in. Is it Highland Park? It's or? Highland Park. It's Highland Park. Also, that shootout inspired a big set piece more accurately than he did it in Bosch. I believe oh. Bosch. Oh, really? Three has a very North Hollywood style. Shootout where I think it moves from like a grocery store. Like the the North Hollywood one was not like right. I don't it didn't start as a bank heist or maybe it was, but it was like. Wait, tell me about this shootout. Was this a '90s shootout? Because I didn't know about the real shootout that inspired Heat or, yeah. or the uh, it was or Bosch. A, it was a bank robbery. It was a bank robbery. And the, okay. And the guys were all my age, which is why wow. I was like. What the hell? You know, like 23, 24. Oh, so it was like one last job. Or no, they were 23. Oh, your age at the time. So yeah, my like age at the first time. Job. Yeah. So, and yeah, they had like the bulletproof vest. They had the bullet, you know, that pierced the cop's bulletproof vest. They had like all the best equipment somehow. Yeah. And then they were just like smash and grab. They, like, it wasn't, 
It wasn't carefully planned or anything. It's just like, go in there, guns blazing. Okay, well, this is confusing. So, the North Hollywood... Here, let me take a picture of this sign real quick. I'll back up. We got police museum. Okay, so the North Hollywood shootout was in 97, but Heat was 95. Okay, so that wasn't it. Maybe Heat inspired them. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, maybe Heat was like, hey, let's saw this like... movie. We can do this job like this. Wow, I've always heard that the... the... Me too. Wait, Is what? Is this one of those Berenstein Bears things? No, but then there's another one. Oh, no, it was inspired by Heat. An Eternity to Die, the heat-inspired bank robbery that shook Los Angeles the other way around. Whoa! That's crazy. Yes. Michael Mann must be so proud. <laughs> That's what all the Republicans have been saying. All right. The movies are Can you hand me the... All right, we're getting out. What's been... Hey, look, it's Max's car. <laughs> Same car. Yep. Different license plate. Maybe that was good. the front. Oh, wow, look at this. Old, cool. old cop car old here. Old car. Yeah, so that was the front. This cop car's in jail. <laughs> turns out the Max, is the Max, can you get in front of that with yes. John? And we'll take a picture of the old-timey L.A. Here we go. That's cool. Great. I was going to say L.A.S. style, but I don't even know when he's from. I think you're right. That, um, I mean, um, it. Um. Yeah, L.A.S. is like the 30s, right? Right? Yeah. Let's see. How old was Kevin Costner? That's what I know about L.A.S. Kevin is that Costner. also Michael Mann? No. Is, is that Michael Mann? Untouchables? Untouchables? Is it Ridley Scott? Who is that? I think I'm mixing Public Enemies. Is. Oh, Public, Public Enemies, Enemies is the Michael Mann with, one. With Johnny Depp. With Johnny Depp, yeah. yeah. Alright. Wow. Hey, good morning, uh, how are you? We are. Good, how are you? Good, good, sir. Is that a question? Is the, the car from the, uh, the bank robbery in 1997, is that here? Yes, sir. It is. Yeah, it is. Oh, really? Yes. This is the car that the robbers drove, that the, they tried to get away in? Um, or the police car that was... They shot. have both. both. The suspect's vehicle and one of the many shops that got blasted. Is that right? Yes, what sir. does it cost to go take a gander at that? Sorry? How much Can we go, to go, go to just tour? It's $10. Okay. All right, let's do this. All right, let's go to the L.A. Police Museum. Let's go into a good cause, our boys in blue. Yeah, let's... Uh, Anyone who knows me knows I love our boys in blue. Now, what is this behind you here? So here is the old communication system that they, we had. So that was back in the 30s, and this is mid-50s and 60s. Wow, cool. So that's just like the, the switchboard for Correct. everything. Correct. Sign in Any here. What's that? Receipt. No, thanks. John Daly. Okay, N, N, great. Great. Cool. And then we do have three floors. There's the first, two more upstairs, and then the outside area where all the vehicles are at, and then especially the ones you're looking for. Oh, so the, okay. they, they're in the back. They're the, in the back, uh, all in the outside, yes. Wow. Actual bullet holes and everything, so. Thank you very Interesting. much. Can I ask, like, how, like, why were they not, was the idea already to hold on to them then, or were they like evidence for a bit, and then the museum got them, like, so yeah, they were never so, fixed or anything? Exactly. It's still in a prestige condition. Uh, the only reason we couldn't get them right away is because it was still an active case. Sure. So when the shooting happens, you know, 
district attorney has you to get involved. The yeah. investigation, our internal affairs has to get involved because it was an officer involved shooting. So we hold right. on to it, book it as evidence. Okay, once you know everything, the investigation is complete, then we could talk about hey, all right, um, either we're gonna hold it or we could donate it to the museum. Okay, and we're just lucky enough to have it. That's so cool. All right, all right, so, we're gonna look at it. Yeah, there, let's. There's actually, a North Hollywood shootout exhibit upstairs, so you might want to check that out. <laughs> hey, this is manna from heaven. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> Love it. I mean. All right, enjoy, guys. Thank you. Wow. Just to make clear, Max Silvestri has a heat shirt on. Yes, I'm wearing a heat. <laughs> now we're going into the elevator. We're going to the third floor to the Beckman. Oh, right, yeah, Beckman. My Gallup. wife's great. My wife's last name. She she donates all the money she makes to the cops. The cops. So that's yeah. why they gave her a floor on the police museum. <laughs> this is our first stop on this podcast that doesn't involve food or drink. Yeah. And we just want to give a special shout out to the LAP. Yeah. Because we are doing John, two Johns don't make a right at the mercy of the LAP. I mean, we, we really could. They could shut us down at any point. They could. And just don't give the fart van a ticket. Don't yeah. give the fart van a ticket. Yeah. Give us a break. <laughs> and we'll have a cop on the podcast. All right. We're doing our part, you do yours. Ooh, some hard ass faces. Wow. Oh, maybe it's on the second. Not that I don't like this, this is cool. Wow. Oh, North Hollywood shoot up. Ooh. Wow. Look at this. Whoa. Wow, just getting a pick here. Yes. Okay. Holy shit, this is pretty amazing, actually. This um, cool. I'm so glad you knew this, John. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We were shooting here. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? This is the this is the what they actually wore. Good promotion. <laughs> oh my god, guys, get in front or let's let's get a you little get in there. Yeah. Maybe let's get a selfie. Here, here. Let's get into the position of these guys, or just like this. I'll try it with my. Okay. These guys are using sawed-off AK-47. Go to the camera app, and then. Huh? We, we want to make sure we can see the guy. Let's get the fellas. Yeah, fellas. You, you get in between them, Dealey. You get in between. Okay. Them, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Kind of like right. that. three. Wow! I boom boom! That's I, incredible. I learned that at my family reunion two weeks ago. Wow. That's a good shot. Oh my God! Bank it looked of like America. A, look at this these guys! Look at these guys! Wow! And he has like a oh, that's just a large capacity magazine. I didn't even know that they made that. I mean, these guys. It's like a Tommy gun. What we're looking at is basically like a rifle, but it has a um, like a drum, a like cylindrical, a yeah, 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 a cylinder. And then we're gonna say "Courage Under Fire," the North Hollywood Shootout exhibit. Wow! Glad we can make heroes out of these cops and robbers. And here we go. Oh my God. Look at these. Just look at these guys. Yeah. They are, they just look like Sandinistas. Incredible. Shots or, from or Banks of Valence. They're fashionistas. Oh my God. It's Larry Phillips. Two dumb guys. Yeah. And yeah. they were, again, did these lay my age. Did these guys get smoked or what? Oh yeah. Yeah. The guy on the right, because what you'll see on the photo on the Instagram, but the guy on the right, they're both in these these uh, balaclavas and kind of uh, possibly Kevlar, but he, the guy on the right looks like 
in that episode of Friends when Joey puts on all of Chandler's clothes. Like, <laughs> there's heavy layering going on with yeah. a lot of... Um, They're not in disguise. They look like extremely military, but one of them has like a funny... <laughs> Weird, like Vornay slash. It's like the weirdest jacket ever. Speaking of balaclavas, back to the Sarah Silverman program. We all gave Dan Sterling, the head writer, endless shit for using. He was like, and the oh, the thief should have what's that? Um, and Rob Sharp kept saying ski mask. He's like, no, 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 ski mask, no, no, no. Uh, balaclava. Like, what? What? It's a ski mask. <laughs> it's both, baby. Oh, look at these guns on display. I just want to see these. For having the right word. <laughs> Dan Hayes. And this guy walked around the parking lot shooting at everybody. Then he looked toward my car. I aimed my mighty Beretta at him. Oh. My, mighty Beretta. my mighty Beretta? This guy's like thinking he's in heat. The police did a great job, especially Mike Horn, who took the bullets for me. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Mike's the real hero. I'll look up Mildred Nolte. Citizen, Citizen victim. victim. I like to think of myself as a citizen. <laughs> I'm a citizen victim. A little Chiron. <laughs> oh my God! Look at here's the cash they stole. Pictures of the cash. This What's, is. A, do we know the total on how much they were going to walk away with? It's it was reported at the time. I don't know. It's probably here somewhere. Six civilians injured in that. Jeez. Ruined a bunch of people's lives. I mean, definitely oh, the. Robbers. Oh my God! This is definitely the robbers. I mean, do you think they had enough clips? Jeez. Victory and Laurel Canyon Boulevard. Wow. Yeah, right in the heart of it. Wow. Terror in the streets. And now that's the, the new NoHo Arts District. Yeah. Now it's the center of it. <laughs> they needed to pave over that horrible history. Should we just go check out hey, the Hey, it's park? Jack Webb, Joe Friday. Come oh, just on. Just the facts. Just the facts, baby. And it's... it's uh, can we get a picture yes. here? Yeah. With, uh, what's, the, what's that movie? Uh, fucking um, uh, Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker. PTSD the movie. This is the guy we're talking about right here. Adam 12. Feels like James Elroy used to come here and just jerk off. <laughs> it feels like we couldn't, like no one's here. Yeah. Yeah, this is like an empty me. We're in an empty museum right now. I wonder if we're like the first people in years. Everyone wow. should come here, by the way. This is a really interesting. Yeah, yeah. That actor. Yeah, that guy. He's in stuff. He's in a lot of Chris Elliott stuff. Huh. Um, it it is wild to feel like. I mean, we're looking at a dragnet exhibit. But like all of this feels like it's in conversation with the many TV shows and movies we all consume that are about Los Angeles police officers. Like yeah, it's so many. It's like, yeah. Adam Twelve, Dragnet, Car Fifty Four. Where are you? Yeah. A great show. That's about Brooklyn people, but I'll be filmed here. Brooklyn cops. I'm sure they filmed it here. Uh, Brooklyn's broken out in fights. There's a yeah, traffic there's jam there's in Harlem that's backed up to Jackson Heights. Um, whoa, we're in a jail. John, pretend you're in jail. Oh boy, oh no, it's John, he's in jail. Oh. <laughs> whoa, old water, I like an old water cooler. 
Robert Downey Jr. Oh yes. man! Oh man! Keanu. This is this is dark. This is this. Just, wow. Keanu, I didn't know went to jail for something. I, okay. Oh, all the all the Robert Ramirez or Roger, what's his name? Ramirez. This is the worst. We got Manson, OJ. Menendez brothers are having a comeback here. Did you hear about that, John? Hold on, let me sit on this toilet. And you take a you take a pick on this. I'll sit on this. Trying to, I'm trying to shit. I'm trying to take a shit on this toilet. Here we go. We're going outside. What a tour. Let us remember, we just gave cops $30. Max. I mean, wow. I mean, wow. Wow. This is it? This is it. Oh, my God. Look at the look at the back too. Somebody has sprayed this shit. Oh my god, this is bleak. Wow. Just rusty bullet holes. Wow. And a shitty car. This is like I feel like we're on the set of heat. So I mean, I mean, and it sounds like it went about as well. Yeah, it went about as heat. <laughs> Look at these bomb squad just crazy vehicles. And a an, helicopter. Uh, we got a helicopter here. Can we? It feels like we can do anything. Doesn't it feel like we could just take some shit? Like there's nobody. Like I just, I feel like we could have taken some shit. Absolutely. I feel like we could have like taken an AK-47 sawed off, like saw with with no uh, stock, and just gone buck wild. We should have yet stolen all the weapons. The loaded weapons from the North Hollywood shootout exhibit and then robbed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Preschool. <laughs> robbed a preschool. Wow, that was just what a surprise. Right? Seriously. Uh, I'm feeling the heat now, though. I gotta say, better museum than I thought. And we just did a real quick tour of it. Yeah. Something we have like 40 minutes to kill. Come on back. I love, I mean, I, I'm, I would. It's totally cool to see, like, uh, 1930s stuff, but, man, the stuff from the 90s. Yeah. Like, the stuff, that 80s car that was shot, I mean, wow. Just, it's so recent. <laughs> it's crazy. The LAPD um, had a lot of stuff from the 90s to choose from to put in the museum, and they chose yeah. the North Hollywood shootout. There might be another reading of the 90s in the LAPD that might... That's in the alternate organize. museum. That's in the... Um, uh, Policing is a is an industry of death museum, which is in combination. I went to the um, the Richard Nixon Library uh, a couple months ago. Oh wow! Down in um, Yorba Linda. How is that? I would love to see that. I mean, it's it's um, like big and like quote well done. You know, it's obviously really wrestling with and in conversation with his public legacy. But like the people that work there, and that is a pretty like red area of California that is also pretty proud yeah. of having um, a president from it from it and a president who like you know despite his like the, the museum's whole like kind of narrative is like this is a man who achieved so much despite his weaknesses and we are all <laughs> we are all human and we all have weaknesses and despite that he like you know 
past Title IX and got our boys home and like really right. like right, right. manages the China. What about China? China, exactly. Yeah. You know, first guy to well, I'll give them credit for just owning it. You know, yeah, like, yeah, okay. I, you're right. I did it. Bye. And they even have. And I was thinking about it earlier when we were talking about the Mafia Museum. After you kind of get through the celebratory stuff, they have sort of like a like. And then, of course, right. <laughs> you know, at the end, there was some stuff. Um, and there's an area where you can, like, pick up the phone Ooh. and play a selection of the recordings that were recorded in his office. And they're not, like... Oh, my God. Inno- innocuous ones. Like, there's truly, like, wow. so many of those funny Halderman conversations where, like... <laughs> Nixon is just like, and you know, a woman would never swear. Like, young women don't swear. And Halderman's like, actually, many women now, young women do swear, sir. And he's like, what? Swearing? Like, that's a, a, a put-together woman shouldn't be swearing. He's like, well, I guess young women see it as empowerment to, to speak. And he's like, <laughs> you show me a woman who swears, I'll show you an ugly woman. Like, all oh sorts God. of stuff like that in the museum. When he's not saying the N-word, he's exactly. saying that. Like, that's the softest thing that yeah. they could find. All I like, remember it, from those Nixon tapes is like, N-word, 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 N-word. Really? Yeah, he's just a racist garbage. I mean, he's like a you know, he's Richard Nixon. He's Richard. But then they have this hallway that is sort of about him and the tapes, like, coming out. Um, but one, they use this crazy font on the wall where it's, like, kind of hard to read. So, like, you're meant to be like, oh, and now is when I, like, read about all the, like, Watergate and these tapes are revealing. But, like, the letters are too far apart and they're, like, too thin where it truly almost feels like not, like the letters are floating. Like, they probably paid. This is like an afterthought. Wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or I think they, they actually actively want you to, like kind of feel yada yada you're just being like I'm so tired and I can't read this and then they have so many (laughs) crystal clear headlines that are like Eisenhower tapes revealed like John F. Kennedy recorded every kind like basically a whole exhibit that's like this was normal it was everyone did it and he just got caught and let's not try to make it seem like he was a paranoid yeah you know well shout out to my dad for when I was 12 years old and I was, I was obsessed with Mad Magazines when I was, like, nine years old. And then I got, like, sick of them. So I got into old Mad Magazines and thought I was very wise yeah. and cultured. And I remember reading old 60s Mads and 70s Mads and being like, oh, wow, Richard Nixon was an unpopular guy. And everyone <laughs> in Mad Magazine, at least, uh, which I love, hated him. And then going, hey, Dad, why was, Ni- why was Richard Nixon bad? And my dad, when I was 12 years old, going, the only... The only thing that Richard Nixon did wrong was get caught. <laughs> oh, <laughs> amazing. For me going as a 12-year-old, okay, so just don't get caught. Yeah, okay. Do that's... the thing. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Daly. <laughs> I love you so much. Uh, we're about to go on vacation. <laughs> Where are you going? Um, we're going to Tybee Island, Georgia. I love Tybee Island. You've been like, there? Yes. Wow. Because, you okay. know, my... my Wife is from Atlanta, so her, yeah. her family would go there. Okay, oh wonderful. my god, we have to get this is so cool. You have to get because we've never been there. This is my brother's uh doing, he took control of the family vacation, so he knows someplace in there. AJ's dockside, I'll tell you more. Wow, um, we're turning on Max's street just so everybody knows we are not turning right on it. We're going to do a full U turn situation. John S. doing the right thing here. I just want you to know that even moments that seem edited out, there's never any right turns. Never. Yeah. This is a pure left. Yeah, John Gemberling. 
Um, I, you know, I just saw him in something and he was great, so I felt I feel bad for always bad. Nah, you can just say you can talk shit. He's a good he's a good actor, but a terrible, terrible, terrible guest. <laughs> terrible person. We'll terrible never person. Have a, we'll never. Yeah, he's a rotten guy. John Gabriel, you're a rotten man. I love him. We love him, of course. We love you. And that's say that it's not funny love. when I say this to take it away. But we kid. We love. We're Don Rickles. We really hated him. We say it off. Guys, this is amazing. I feel like since we went to the police museum and we probably broke the law, we're kind of pissing on the third rail. This is a dangerous <laughs> podcast. Two Johns don't make it right. <laughs> and we're so happy to have had Max Silvestri. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for letting me be on your subversive, transgressive podcast. Do we yeah. normally ask if there's anything you want to plug, but we, you know, it's pencils down, so we can't do that. But you know what? You can listen to my Audible original. Yeah, let's pass my bedtime. Not covered by the WGA. Let's do that. It's a lot of comedy people. Uh, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Drop names, um, drop names. Jenny Slate, David Harbour. It's on Audible. It's called Pass My Bedtime. Wrote it with my wife, Leah Beckman. It's about... Uh, it's a mockumentary about a um, uh, six-year-old boy hosted a talk show in the 2000s that and was fired after six minutes. Wow. But that's not scabbing for me to talk about. It's not. Uncovered. Yes, and check Max out live. He's a hilarious stand-up. And yeah. follow... Follow me on uh, socials, guys. Find Max Silvestri. Yeah. Follow me. This has been so cool. fun, guys. Follow the Thanks money. So much. Thank you so much for doing it. Love to see you. Awesome. Be so fun. Um, I'm glad I could charge. That felt this like was I was great. Useful. I can't believe Very. you spontaneously went to the police. Museum. You know, I almost saw a three-hour. I mean, he is always three hours, but Vidiots, the new yeah. theater um, movie theater. I had tickets yesterday to see it in the afternoon, but I was so smoked from Oppenheimer. I was like, I can't do right. another three-hour movie. And Dude, like, we so can I, walk. I mean, we can walk there. I've never easily. been. I want to go so bad. Oh, we got to go. But I just was like, oh, I kind of fucked up my heat fandom yesterday. I would have worn this shirt. I'll wear it today. And wow. Perfect. Better heat fan now for having seen the cars. It inspired. That. Ruled. It inspired. It did, right? Guys, we it's cracked crazy. the code on heat inspiring that thing. Thank you for so driving and buying museum tickets. You're too. welcome. Of course. That's, what, that's, a, that's a write-off. I'll see you guys at Disney. Yes. Or wherever. Oh, yeah. I'll see you on the picket line, Max. This is great. Is also, the podcast is over, but us Drake Captain, and thank you for doing that. Um, yeah. Oh, we're, we, the podcast is, I couldn't tell if we were talking real. Well, maybe it's still going. No, I think it's it's still going, but thanks for being a strike captain. Yeah, thanks for being a strike captain. I gave up. Um, Um, Have a fun afternoon, guys. All right, you two Johns don't make a right.